0: Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night! In New York. Welcome to the program, everybody, and welcome to RJ Daniels back in the house here in Rockville Center for Islanders versus Rangers. Puck drop just an hour away. I want to thank you all for coming down to RJD and also hanging out with us on twitch.tv slash hockey night. NY, we're raising money for Companions in Courage. That's Pat LaFontaine's fundraising charity great stuff there we got some prizes we got a 4k 50 inch tv that we're going to be raffling away we got a 50 50. we got gift cards we got plenty of stuff we got some great swag so definitely get involved in the 50 50 going to be a great time tonight I want to remind everybody that we are proud to be sponsored by rj daniels american bar and grill located at 2798 sunrise highway in rockville center it's the best place to catch the aisles when you can't be at the game head on down for great food and drink specials plenty of HDTVs and in-game sound, also sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip, and UBS Arena at Belmont. They're an official partner of the New York Islanders. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for all their great offerings. Also happy to be sponsored by TIE Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long haul times and the personal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give TIE Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service and of course, Happy to be sponsored by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, creator of the Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations at the Islanders' brand new home in UBS Arena and even more distributors across the country from coast to coast. You can also visit the Tap Room at 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay seven days a week to sample all their fantastic beverages. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. And joining us in just a little while, Mr. Chris Botta from Hockey Press Pass. So big thanks to him
1: for coming out. Christian Arnold... How are you? I mean, how can life be bad? I got a barn rocker over here. There you go. I got go. you next to me to do the podcast. We're on R.J. Daniels. It's a nice pretty good night, night here. It's a pretty good Friday night. It's it's nice and the night. Islanders are about an hour away from beating the New York Rangers. So it's uh, all lined wow. up. Wow. I love the spirit. Fantastic. So, yes, thanks a lot for coming out to R.J. Daniels.
0: Thanks for tuning in on twitch.tv slash hockey night NY. So the Isles had a home and home with the Columbus Blue Jackets. They did. And they were rather successful in that of. endeavor.
1: 1-1 in Columbus, 1-1 at home. <laughs> no, we'll call that Two success. wins? Sure. Yeah, okay. I think so. Two wins, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. what do you say, CA? I say, yeah, successful. I, I mean, that game last night especially was, was the absolute performance you were hoping for from the New York Islanders. I mean, you know, to come out there uh, and, and back up that, that game in Columbus with another... Almost more surefire win there with with the kind of able to kind of bear down late in the game and, and, and come away with a win. I mean that's a it's a pretty good home and home with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets if you ask me. And I'm sure you had a fun time. I know you invited me to the game. I couldn't make it. But I did. I, it did you turn me down like, like like the jerk that you are? Listen, you know, <laughs> I, I, I you're got you're covering basketball, weren't you? I gotta I gotta be a basketball game. So what can I? say That's
0: all right. I found somebody. It's cool. Good.
1: I'm I glad. brought Tim. He was, he was actually a much better time than you would have been. So it was fine. What was you fun. don't enjoy my, my presence when we go to Islander yeah, games every, every now, now that we do this more often. <laughs> Every now and then. Every now and then. I think we've gone to like the last four home games together. We've We've
0: gone to a couple. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a long. budding
1: friendship. It's, a, it's, it's really <laughs> coming along. It's, it's <laughs> Anyway,
0: philosophy. so let's talk some more Islanders. That's why we're here. Obviously, we're getting down to the end of the season, and, yeah. and they're on the outside looking. And I think the last time I looked, 15 points out of a playoff spot. I think two, still two or three games in hand on the Capitals, but uh, they're pretty much on the outside looking in here, unless they go on some kind of miracle run here. It's uh, it's over. So that's just you know you got to take the uh, take solace in the wins over the Rangers and stuff like that.
1: So listen, like you want you want to end the season on a high note. You want to see the Islanders beat teams like Columbus. You want to see the Islanders go up and and kind of finish strong. So performances like this are, are are positive notes. And of course, you're getting to see some of the excitement with the. Oliver Wallstrom, Matt D. Barzell line being able to go out there and contribute. Barzell having a big week, a big week, a couple games, pair of games there. Right. it's only been two games right. since our last right. show, so a big two, <laughs> big two games for him. I think he had somewhere around like five points in the two games or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's, he's having a big week and. Semyon Varlamov getting a couple of starts consecutively here because of uh, the injury to, to Ilya Sorokin, which is still a little bit shrouded in mystery, but not, just about not to say that. shrouded in mystery. I don't know. I mean, it's the challenge At this point, it's... I think everybody's you know, kind of just come
0: fast. to terms with the fact that it's an unannounced concussion.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... If you, if you look back at everything that happened in the game, he was, he was allegedly hurt in. All that sort of lines up, right? He takes the two shots up high and exits the game after... The, I think it was the second period, if I'm not mistaken, or was it the mm-hmm. first period? He didn't come out for the third. So it was the second period. yeah. yeah. Um, so it doesn't come out for the third after taking a couple shots up high. I would imagine that's the case. And I would also imagine the Islanders are probably playing it cautious because at this point in the year, things are not as uh, as dire as they would be maybe Look, you know, a couple months if, ago. If
0: they manage to find a way to rattle off another five to ten wins here, then maybe you rush rushing back for the, for the exciting close to the season. But you've got to get there first. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, if he's – if he's any bit, you know, still feeling the ill effects, let the guy rest. You know, he's yeah, you know, not up point. to back up Varlamov. I mean, just just keep him out. Let him rest. I mean, same thing with Clutterbuck, and May- I mean, we know Clutterbuck's gonna be out anyway because the surgery. But they right. were saying Mayfield might be able to come back. Let him sit too.
1: That's the thing. Like at this point in the year, like you have the Ajos and, and, and you know the Grant Huttons and, and the uh, Robin Salos. Right. This is the time to give them that opportunity. We're we're now on April first. Happy April Fool's Day, by the way. Uh, Thank we're you. now on April first. <laughs> Did you black. play any pranks on your friends today? No, I actually got. <laughs> there someone played a pretty good prank on me this morning. Oh yeah, at, uh, I was also half awake when they sent this text, so I wasn't like fully cognizant. Okay, but uh, but no, but uh, at this point in the year, why why are you going to risk guys that are going to mean something to the organization next year? And not to say right. that Wallstrom or not to say that Aho or uh, many of those guys don't, but this is the time to kind of give them the opportunity to go out there and play when there's nothing really on the line, and, and you can sort of see what you have in the bag there.
0: Yeah, and guys. they called up Robin Sallow on an emergency basis. He didn't get in last night. Uh, I'm curious to see. I, I didn't see anything about the lineups today, but I wonder if he might get a go or if they're just literally keeping him up for that emergency purposes in case somebody else gets hurt. But I mean, yeah, I mean, at least you're getting to see a little more Ajo. I think these are his. Just counting down the final days of yeah. his career as an Islander. I mean, he's, we, as we talked about yeah. last show, he's he's going to be a free agent this summer. I think they're going to let him walk. I, I'm, you know, maybe maybe he gets an AHL contract. We'll see. Uh, I do like what I see from Grant Hutton. we talked about that in the last episode too. I think Solid he's, player. yeah, I think he's acclimated himself pretty well. Not sure what the long term plans are for him, but it was nice to see him getting a couple games and, and look pretty comfortable out there. Aho, it's it's funny you see like a flash of brilliance like like last night where he had that really nice goal and also that. That freakish coincidence, right? You saw that. Yes, the Sebastian Ajo it was of the hard Carolina Hurricanes.
1: I mean, that's basically what everyone's been asking for since uh, both Ajo's made their name in the league a couple of years ago. That, that these guys go out and kind of have big, big nights or big games against each other, and you know, sort of that Ajo and Ajo uh, matchup. But they get in, in games that are happening at the same time. Very wacky, though. I mean, you it could was a not. Apart. You could not try to script that if you wanted to. I'm telling it you, just man. Was, I mean, it was a cool thing. Like, I, Loki screwed up the timelines, man. <laughs> screwed <up> the timelines. <laughs> you got also two Sebastian Ajo scoring goals. Notice where the Islander seasons are when we're like, oh, Ajo and Ajo scoring goals in different games. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> right, that's about where we are here as we hit April Fool's
0: Day, yeah. so yeah. I mean, Islanders find themselves in ninth place now. Forever that's worth less less balls in the uh, draft lottery. <laughs> <So> <laughs> kind of a double edged sword there. It's nice that they're playing better. They're going up in the standings, but I mean, they're kind of losing that draft, um, um, you know, value if you will. But I mean, look, I mean they're playing a of for pride. Kind of a crappy, crappy draft year, and,
1: and uh, I mean, if, if you're finding a year where you're gonna kind of have this weird anomaly of a season happen. Yeah. Not the worst year to have it when you know that the draft class is not as deep as maybe other years might be or they have been in the past. So it'll it'll give the Islanders a little bit of an opportunity to kinda retool and figure out what they're what they're trying to do. And notice how I'm being very positive right now after I'm impressed. You must have gotten a good sleep last night. I did. (laughs) I did. I don't think I got yeah, out of bed. You're like usually not two. this
0: cheerful. And usually you usually have some pretty bad things. I mean, we're, we're eight minutes into the show, and I feel like this is the most positive you've been in, in the history of the show. That's not true.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, when they were going making the run <laughs> in the playoffs last year, I was positive. Well, you had no
0: choice but to be positive,
1: it's not true. <laughs> not true. So I liked not. what I saw. Just this year, I, I didn't like what I saw. A lot of it. I didn't like what I saw. It, it was and a I tough go to start I didn't like out. the fact that so many people are willing to give the Islanders sort of a, 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 a mea culpa, if you will, or a mulligan.
0: Well, you know, what could have been, right, with the way that they've been playing lately? You look at that start to the season, and... Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, they'd be right in the thick of it. And I saw somebody, I can't credit them because I forget, but I saw somebody <laughs> point it
1: out on Twitter. So I'm just going to steal it from yeah, my
0: own yeah. idea. Well, it's at least fine. I'm saying somebody threw it out there, right? Somebody said but, it. But, I'm but they have the same amount of regulation wins as the Capitals. So if they just perform better in the shootout and overtime, they probably would be right there with them. But they've had a dreadful season on the shootout. And I think they might have only won one or two games in, in overtime, and and this is one of those. Actually, the where Islanders
1: have more regulation wins. Is that players. right? Oh, yeah. and maybe after the win last night. Or no, no, it's tied. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I was looking. <laughs> I was looking, all excited. I was looking at <laughs> Columbus. I do have the standings up, but they are they have each have 28 wins, regulation wins, this season. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Same
0: amount of regulation wins, and they're double digits points behind.
1: And they only have four less than uh, four regulation or overtime wins less than than the Capitals. Too. Yeah. So, you know, we
0: talked about uh, probably a couple episodes ago when they started performing better, started playing better. Is it because the pressure's off, yes. or do they finally find their stride? Yes. And I was thinking more on that. And I think that, you know what, maybe in those seasons where they weren't so good in the 90s, and Chris can probably attest to that, but... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, they, where they would turn it on when they were out of it, right? Like they, were, they would Even be out in of
1: the, the mid-2000s, we saw the same Yeah, thing. seasons like yeah. that
0: where they'd be out of the playoff mix, and you'd be like, ah, well, the pressure's off. That's why they're performing better. But I think it's different this time because those teams kind of didn't have a reputation for being good. They, yeah, yeah that's You know true. what I mean? Like, they were known for being poor teams. They weren't expected to win any games. This team was. So I think this is more of a team playing for pride, playing, uh, trying to get their stride back. And, you know, as Matt Barzell, he gave a great quote. He's already looking ahead to next year. Like, I mean, they're trying their best to to climb back in at this year, but I mean he's already he's got his eyes on the prize. He's he's thinking Stanley Cup next year already, which is which is good to hear from from your superstar and one of the leaders on your team. So I don't know, rethinking, I don't know if it's just the precious off. I think this is maybe just um a better representation of the team that we thought
1: we might have gotten when the season started. Yeah, I, I, I think It's sort of what I said the other week with the Clutterbox situation, right? Like two things can be true at the same time. I think the Islanders are playing better because there is less pressure, but I also think you're starting to see more of that cohesion because the Islanders team that we saw at the end of last year is finally on the ice more consistently than the team we saw for most of this year, to be honest, right, mm-hmm. between the injuries, between COVID, between every, everything that's been going on with the organization, it has been tough, in fairness to the Islanders, to kind of put that cohesive lineup there, out, out on, I was about to say out on the court, but out on the, out Man, on the ice. It's already happening. Uh, oh, oh, Unbelievable. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's just the same story with the Nets, but with the Islanders, <laughs> it, I mean, you really look at the season, and it's been such a wacky year with everything that's gone on, and, and you have to, I will say, you have to give some of it some credence, but I don't necessarily, where my, where my my drift is, I guess, from some people's. I don't necessarily give them the complete pass because they had a 13 game road trip. Because they had, you know, guys with COVID. Everybody had COVID. Everybody, every team in the in the league lot of at some had point it. had to deal with COVID, right? Yeah. Every team had to deal with the Penguins. Had to deal with the San Jose Sharks. Had to deal with it. all those teams yeah. managed to not have go through as much regression as the Islanders did during that period. Whether that's uh, a testament or a sort of an indictment on the depth of the organization or the preparedness of the organization, that's. I think sort of a conversation that we're going to have during the summer months when we look at what Lula Emeril is doing with the, with the team going forward, but um, I, I think in this scenario, though, two things can be true at the same time. Like, there was not great planning. I think that there were some mistakes. There cases. wasn't great plannials. Was not, not great planning. <laughs> they did not think to go to RJ Daniels. Um, but there's also the fact that yeah now they're they're playing a little bit better because they have that more consistent lineup on the on the ice, but there's right. also the pressure has gone. So I, I, I think it's a little bit a little bit of both right now going on. Okay, Chris. Yeah. Okay, Split
0: I can middle. feel that. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for coming out to R.J. Daniels here in Rockwell Center. How are we doing out there? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there we go. One guy. They're Eric, very you're my man. Thanks for being here, brother. Well, yeah. Drive for Five is in the house. I want to say hello to you guys. What's going on here? And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey NY. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Chris Botta of Hockey Press Pass is going to step right up, and join us here, and have a great time. We'll be right back.
2: It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. RJ Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week, hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. RJ Daniels American Bar & Grill your home for New York Islanders hockey.
1: country you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account so islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like spectrum verizon or optimum tie technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages just call 516-856-7800 that's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at tietechnology.com that's tie t-i-e technology.com tie Thai technology the right choice for your internet phone service
0: Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on hockey night in New York.
1: Welcome back to hockey night in New York. Live from RJ Daniels and Rockville center, Sean Cuthbert, Christian Arnold with you as always. And, now, it, technically it is on the line, but brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. Very close on the line. Yeah. Yes, but, but with us here in the building is Chris Botta from Hockey Press Pass. The great Chris Botta has covered the Islanders, was the PR man there for a long time, as well as covering the team for the New York Times, S&Y Islanders, Point Blank, and a number of other outlets. AOL Fan House as well, if I'm not mistaken, back wow. in the day when that was... Wow. You are not
3: like, mistaken. I remember reading <laughs> I remember I reading forgot about it, this. but you are not
1: mistaken. So it's funny. The last time we had you on, Chris, I was—I was. Where was I for that game? You were
0: not here. it was, a great was I night. not
1: here? I was not here for that game. Apparently, I forget why I was. Tony Stabile was here. Tony Stabil yeah. was here. But we, I was excited to have you on, and I think I was remiss in not mentioning this. The last time we had you on before that, when I was here, it was funny. I always tell this story about how I ended up getting into sports journalism, covering the Islanders, actually because of Chris Bada and Islanders Point Blank, which I remember reading every day in high school. Because I think in the last period of class, I had. Because you're an Islander fan. When I was, <laughs> when I was enjoying the team from a from a fan perspective, yes. Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. All right, uh, all right. It was was uh, just want to let the record show. Reading that. Chris Bada's work, so Chris, I, I've never actually gotten the chance to say thank you. So thank you for for getting me on the path that I am now and
3: I'm where I am because. I wouldn't have been there if I didn't read your stuff. I Honestly, Christian, it's really uh, nice to hear, and I appreciate that very much. You've done a great job. You've moved on to a less uh, popular sport now, <laughs> <laughs> and a less popular league, and a less popular team. That. Doesn't have any culture-changing <laughs> moments like guys not being vaccinated. So right, I'm no, nothing so, like I'm that. Sorry that things have you know gone that way for you, but you peaked. Uh, you peaked at the <laughs> you, you peaked at the Weight. Uh, that's right. Season, I, right. That's
1: right. You know, Fantastic. I got to see that a new building and a two-two deep playoff runs. So that's pretty exciting. No. But but Chris certainly a lot to talk about now with the Islanders considering where they are going forward with the organization because it's kind of a very bizarre season with everything that's happened. And leading up to this point, now the last month of the year, we're trying to sort of spending the, the time evaluating what this team has now and, and what to make of everything. And when you look at the season, what do you make of it all, and how do you try and figure out what, where to go from here?
3: What I make of it is like that's sports and that's life and that's baseball, Susan. <laughs> you know, like like everything that you would have hoped for with the new arena with the team being picked to win the Stanley Cup by people other than us, you know, people you know who've been around us, you know, they were a team to beat in a lot of people's eyes. And it just would have, that just would have been too bleeping easy, right? <laughs> that's like, uh, it's fair. Like, and that's just not how it works. So maybe it's next year, <laughs> wait till next year. But, and of course there's COVID and there's the road trip. You know, what's amazing guys is that I think about on my little uh, version of the Islander podcast I do, we had a moment in mid-early January where we said they have these 11 or so games in a row at home. And if they could just you know, yeah. get to like 8-3, 7-4, they make their own. And everybody was telling me we're crazy, we're nuts, <laughs> they're out of it. And now we're sitting here and there's still people with hope. Yeah, and that's yeah. the beauty of Islanders country. That's the beauty of, of being a fan, of, of doing the things that we do. And it just it's one of those things where somebody decided it wasn't meant to be, <laughs> but that said, with the right moves, some tweaks, I agree, not a blow-up. We could be back here with a much stronger season the year from now. I agree with you, Chris. And correct me if I'm wrong, I believe after the trade
0: deadline you expressed a little bit of disappointment in the team for maybe not making any moves. So maybe you could just expand on that, let us know what you might have been hoping that they would do.
3: Yeah, I mean... When you're, I'm not saying just because you're a seller or you're not in the playoff race or you're very far out of it that you should sell. I, you know, and it seems like I'm in the minority, especially when it comes to guys like Zach Parisi. I understand that Charo was not going to be traded. I think, and I, on this one, I know some people agree that the time to trade Varlamov uh, might have actually been even after last season, but the time to trade him was now. That said, it's very possible that he didn't. That Lou Lamoriello didn't get offered anything more than a second-round pick, perhaps plus another asset, yeah. and I can understand not wanting to do that. Let me get ahead of this right now and say the fact that Ilya Sorokin is injured right now does not change my opinion. Goalies get injured. That's not the point. You're not replacing Varlamov with nobody. You're not replacing Varlamov with Cuthbert. You're replacing them oh, with not. somebody. Who, <laughs> the, you're replacing them with somebody who I'm sure the Islanders' seven goaltending coaches have an opinion on, and you know I'm sure they have people in mind. I think Blue Umbrella has some trades that the the bones have been started to be put together with teams. Doesn't mean they automatically get done in the summer. Uh, but I believe some of the work was done. So sure, we can quibble. How can they not trade Clutterbuck? We later learned possibly, or why, because he's injured, and other guys. But you're going to see trades. And bless Lou Lamarella. You know, he, came, he came out and, and was very candid in his post-trade deadline remarks. Like, I not only have I never seen him do that in all my years of following him, but even most GMs. And I really appreciated that. I think you're going to see some business conducted done in the offseason. It's certainly interesting to hear that because Lou Amaro,
1: I think, is famous for the fact that he just never – he'll say – he'll speak for 20 minutes and he'll say nothing in, in the Spanish way. It's an art form, really and you almost have to be impressed by it, but when when you look at the rest of the season here, I mean, we've got about a month left here for the Islander season. What are you looking to see out of this team and and sort of little developments for, or or guys battling for positions? I know it feels like forever since we actually talked about that, but now you have sort of that reality where you have guys battling for jobs and and trying to make an impact. What do you expect out of this team down the stretch?
3: The same that I think most fans want to see. Um, I'd like to, if this is it for Zidane Chara in the NHL or with the Islanders, of course we would like to see that last game. If it turns out, and I know he's not a ceremonial guy, I'm not sure he will say this is it for him and therefore have a last game if that's the case. If he does, I'm going right on wherever i got to go to get tickets and I'm going to that game. Um, I'd like to see the same thing for Andy Green. Whether this is his last time, but do they have to play every game? <laughs> a, that seems it seems yeah. unnecessary. Uh, so, I like, I'm glad that Trot seems to have come around on Salo. A couple weeks ago, he candidly said um, he hasn't been playing that good. That's mm. why he's not here. Now he says that he is. He's being a little more uh, delicate with his words with Wallstrom. You want to see the younger uh, players do their part. And I suspect they will. I mean, they're going to finish ninth in the conference. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, no matter Absolutely. what happens with Sorokin or maybe some other guys sitting to be just to be careful, this is a team destined probably to finish ninth.
1: Talking with Chris Botta here on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. Chris I would be remiss if I didn't ask. You mentioned Zidane Char, and obviously, during your time not only covering the team but working for the organization, you've been around Zidane Char since the start of his career. And, you know, I, I think Sean and I have heard stories, some stories about what Zedano is like off the ice. But what can you tell us about your experience, um, you know, with Zidane Char? And are there any funny stories that you, you're okay sharing with? Uh, that people may not have imagined Zidino you know, would have done, especially in his early years here.
3: I know they're all okay sharing uh, with him <laughs> because Zidino Char is a PG, at worst a PG-13 kind of guy. <laughs> um, his first season, the first time that I realize you're dealing with somebody that's different in a spectacular <laughs> way, I'll give you two, one about his training and one about his, uh, his kindness. And it's important to note this is not a rookie thing it's what he is and <laughs> is to this day I was coming back to my office at the Coliseum from practice Zidane was sitting at this table in our little cruddy reception area at the Coliseum <laughs> and people were stuffing envelopes and he was stuffing them too what wow. was he doing season ticket invoices were going out or second half invoices were going out and this is back in the day where you mailed them and you folded them and you put them in an envelope sure we probably had a machine around or two too (laughs) even us islanders of that era but he he went in to get his mail another thing he did back then and he saw people uh, from different departments all chipping in to get this mailing done and he pulled up a table and did it Wow. The other one that I'll tell and please just cut me off if like you've heard this twenty times about <laughs> the sta- about the stationary bike. I don't think so. No, I don't think okay. so, yeah. So at Lake Placid, I'm gonna <laughs> guess it's probably his second season. Might have even been the one remember you guys are pretty young, but we had a thing where Charles Wong declared that if you don't sign yes. your contract yes. Yes. I remember you remember know that. that and he was one of them it was That's right. Chara and Isviter. it's amazing to think that Zeno Chara who had Chara who's had this Hall of Fame career legitimately came very close to not playing that season but what happened and this wasn't my story but what happened was the players all rallied around, they asked Charles and Sanjay Kumar to fly to Lake Placid and they confronted him and said, we need it." I think it was his mister and Sedano, we need it back. Really quickly, after a typical day of practice early in training camp, Garrett Timms, the trainer, calls me over to the stationary bike, says, Chris, get on the bike. I'm 20 years younger, or a little bit more than, than I was then. I was reasonably fit. I wasn't terribly fit. I wanted to just give this some context. And he said, okay, go. And I could barely move the pedals. Like, I had to... I had to, like, really, like, push and push and put my foot on the floor. Like, I'm not exaggerating with time. There's probably tape somewhere or a blog <laughs> post or somewhere of me talk, telling this story soon after it happened. I'm not embellishing. And Garrett Tim said, Zidane Chara after two hours on ice, did that for 30 minutes at X peak, Baba, whatever the thing is. Wow. I'm telling you guys, you would have thought the freaking break was on this <laughs> Wow! So. Wow! So that's the fitness. That's the kindness. He's he's the greatest.
1: Certainly, give you credit, Chris, for jumping on the bike and trying it because <laughs> I think I can speak for myself. I don't want to I don't want to indict Sean too much, but I know I would have been like, "Nah, I'm good," and I, I wouldn't even try at that point. It would have been embarrassing. right. I didn't. I
3: almost hurt myself when I first tried. The thing didn't move. It, it wow! Was, yes. And I'll never forget it. And he's a he, but he. It's in a league where we talk about this guy being a great guy, and this guy, and Pat LaFontaine, listen, is is one of the greatest gentlemen of all time, right? We're doing this, you guys are doing this for Companions and Courage today. There's different levels, but Zivano, he just never changed, and he was like that from the beginning. Uh, So it's not a surprise that he's had the career that he's had. Certainly, he, he's,
1: he's been someone that's, that's been known to kind of help younger players along. There's you know, a lot of people who credit Charlie McAvoy's career where he is now with uh, obviously playing alongside Zadino Chara for so many years up in Boston. When you look at a guy like Noah Dobson and even maybe even Asalo when we're talking about this, how much do you think he's brought to the table for those guys? And when we look at next year, and there are some people who still believe he should come back and, and maybe even an Andy Green come back and, and kind of help continue to help develop those guys, What is it about them that make them so special that they can come in and have such impacts on guys that now are,
3: you know, household names in the league? I mean, you have to be a good communicator, and there is no doubt that Sedeno has been great for Noah Dobson. Um, That said, you eventually need better players on the ice, and Z would tell you that too. So, but. While he's here, he had his struggles, especially in the first half of the year. I know a lot of people have pointed out that he's playing better. And by the way, it's another great testament to what the person and the athlete that he is, that he had this season where he really struggled. He noticeably struggled to everybody's eyes. And the data, plus minus aside, the data wasn't great too. And yet, he didn't let it break him. And he just, he didn't he didn't quit mid-season, which guys have done, right. understandably, and right. said, I can't do this, I can't help this team. But he just went back and just kept on going back to work. And in a year that didn't go as we drew it up, I have as much respect for what he's done as ever before. He has been a huge help to those guys. Is he somebody, if he wants to make this home either in this area, I don't know what it's family plans are, what he wants to do, if he's going to go back home. But he is somebody who would be great to have around. You know, uh, it kind of became almost a meme, this picture of him with his arm around yeah. the, the night. I'm not particularly good at this thing, but everybody had like their thing, whoa, Milbury did this. And, yeah, <laughs> what, what he might have been saying, what I started to draft in my head was something like, You know, from Barry Rector to this guy. I was going to drop the names of, like, a bunch of defensemen that he Kevin Haller. (laughs) And and say, I got to tell you, Noah, you're the best, or something like that. That would have been my attempt at it. That's funny, Chris. Well, to focus a little bit more on
0: tonight, the Islanders are playing the Rangers. No matter where they are in the standings, it's always a big game for the fans. So what I wanted to ask you... Being around the team, work with the team. Is it the same thing in the locker room with
3: the players? When they see the Rangers on the calendar, do they have a little more pep in their step looking forward to those sorts of games? There's just no question, and that's never changed, and that's okay. I know sometimes people are defensive about it, like, "Oh, these games mean more to the Islanders and the Rangers." Right. Well, what I used to say when I worked there and then in my blog days too, after the Islanders would like sweep the Garden floor with the Rangers' asses, I would sometimes <laughs> say, "Well, maybe like it should have meant more to the Rangers, right?" Yeah, you know, like so. I don't think I will say in defense of um, the the Rangers of the last few years, they, they, as they got younger and hungrier and they struggled. Um, the Islanders of, of the last couple of years have been a benchmark for them. We might right. have discussed this. Those games last year, more, I'm telling you guys I worked there for two years, not for the Rangers, but, not, but for the company. Right. Those two games that they played the Rangers had a bigger impact on Jim DeSol- Dolan's decision wow. to clear house than the Tom Wilson game. I get wow. the Tom Wilson game, I get yeah. that, but like, if you go back and watch the Rangers, they weren't even in the game. They yeah. were just manhandled. And so that's cool. So Gerard Glunt comes in. It's, it reminds me a little bit of them getting Keenan in 94 after our... We had a good run in 93, and the Garden figures, the Rangers figure, we got we, we, we can't stand this shit anymore. <laughs> it, the idea that the Rangers don't think about the Islanders is so... To go back to your question, it does mean more... It feels good. Hmm. That train ride, which sucks in general, right? is great. It's like on a it's like you're on a cruise when you take <laughs> that train home after the Islanders win that game. Last thing I'll leave you with is on my podcast. Recently, we told a story about Tommy Sodstrom's um, chest protector getting stolen after he shut out the Rangers there's no doubt in my mind that happened because we had so many people after that relatively meaningless win in the guard <laughs> walking around the locker room and somebody swiped it on himself but it does it does mean a lot and I'm sure it does tonight but the Rangers better be ready or they're going to get a repeat of what happened a couple weeks ago
1: talking with Chris Botta here on the line brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology and, and Chris again I just want to Go back as someone who's had the front row seat to Islanders history and, and Islanders hockey over the last, for for such a long time. When we look at the Islanders and Rangers and sort of those moments that stand out to fans, for for you, what is an Islander Ranger game that stood out to you for a crazy thing that happened on the ice, a crazy thing that happened off the ice that you kind of saw firsthand and you saw the mayhem that it caused? You know, afterwards having to deal with the media and kind of the, the whatever whatever came after
3: that. Uh, one immediate happy memory is Pierre Turgeon getting his, like, his 50th goal in overtime that like, put us over the top for a good run. As for a crazy story, I'm going to try. I might have to pull a punch or two here. We had a game, and Eric Cairns is now on our team. Manny Mo- I'm just going through it in my head. Manny Malhotra's on their team. Darren Langdon's on their team. Wow. Um, the guy, they had a defender who was a born again Christian who didn't fight, but we didn't know that at the time. <laughs> and that became controversial. Well, after late in this game, there wound up being a, a brawl, like oh, just uh, the guys on the ice. And uh, the Islanders had got the better end of it. I think the matchups were probably a little more in our favor. And to Eric Cairns' credit, who he'd only just recently come from them, he took it easier. You know, you do the thing where you hold it on to Manny, and you're, you hit him once in a while, but then you just kind of push him. Yeah, there, that sure. guy. But it wasn't that ugly. But as the Islanders came off the ice, the guys getting kicked out of the game, and the Rangers came off the ice... At the Garden, there's just a curtain. You've been down there? I yeah. Didn't. Maybe it's changed. It's changed a lot okay. since the okay. yeah. That is true, and I was there one day. But it used to be literally just like this curtain. The teams would go off the ice, the Rangers would go to the right, the Islanders would go to the left. And when Cairns came off the ice, I heard a voice. I, didn't, I wasn't hearing voices. <laughs> Somebody yelled, Cairns, you bleeping bleep, you were always a bleeping bleep, wow. ticking on, I think it was Manny or somebody else, um, blah, 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 blah. And it didn't sound like a hockey ball. And I was like, I know that voice. What, what's going on here? And I walk into the locker room, and Cairns is like starting to take his gear off, and he goes, Bucks, and I, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but he goes, "Bots." was that X, and I go, oh, my God, that was X. And it was just a staffer on wow. the team. Wow. It was, wasn't a coach. wasn't even a trainer. It wasn't a player. It was just a staffer yelling through the curtain, calling Eric six, six Cairns, names. <laughs> wow. So I take a little bit of a breath, and I now go over to the other side where the curtains are, and this gentleman's not there, but some of his colleagues are there, and we're all kind of friends. You know, we, you know, we had our moments. This was the biggest one, <laughs> and I'm like, "Where is he? Where is he?" And I'm am not, not trying to pretend like I was going to fight the guy, but they were like, "He left. He—he <laughs> he, he felt so bad. He lost his mind. Can you forgive him? Blah blah blah." And I—I I mean, that's how crazy it got. Wow. I do not i, I walk by Dale. Hunter after he hit Pierre Turgeon, and yes, tough guy me, thinks, oh boy, I should have, you know, thrown an elbow or something like that, <laughs> I kept my cool. but this guy who means well, who bled, bleeds Ranger Blue, he lost his mind, and like wow. a half an hour later, he came to me and he said, his parents are still around, I need to talk to him. I want to apologize. And I actually let this ranger employee into our locker room. So he could basically, like, almost like kiss the ring, and be like, Kenzie, wow. Ila, and, and and Eric handled it really well." Wow. True story, wow. guys. That's really? incredible. How about that? That's awesome. Yeah, talking trash <laughs> with Eric. Harris. I love that. that well, at
0: least he circled incredible. back and did the right
1: thing, I Because well, I knew I, I figured if I run this guy in the parking lot, he's going to beat the crap out of me. <laughs> probably just yeah, self-preservation. <laughs> I've seen Eric Carranza now, and he can still probably throw a good right hook. Oh, ride yeah. Home. oh, yeah. oh yeah.
3: yeah, that shows how this thing can get under your skin. Oh, no, no question
0: about it. Um, and just to bring it back to the current Islander squad, you know, obviously, again, with your, your history with the team, is there's been uh, some stars that have come in and out of the franchise. You, you know, you go back to Pat LaFontaine, and then maybe the mantle is passed on to Pierre Turgeon. And then you get to maybe Ziggy Palfi and John, John Tavares. Sorry to say the name, obviously, him as well. And, and Matt Barzell now has, has kind of taken over there. Where do you think he stands as far as the. The leaders and stars go of this team, and you know some people giving him a little hard time this year. He has somewhat of a down year. He's not putting up the amount of points that he typically typically would. Do you th- do you consider him you know in that upper echelon of players? And uh, just just what do you like out of his game that since he's been with the Islanders?
3: The thing about Barzell is he. I want to buy a ticket, I, I to see him. Uh, I remember seeing him at the Barclays Center because they were playing Edmonton, and I was just like, I want to see that. And there aren't many players in the game. I would say that you know across the board, he has flair. He's a he's a good-looking guy. Seems like <laughs> a gentleman. He seems like he's great with fans. Uh, the speed is just you know off the charts. So I put him in that category. I'm concerned that it's going to be an ongoing narrative is to oh we never found him a winger Pablo had that a little bit too oh yeah you well, say you, that about Yasha yeah. too what was that you say that about Yasha too yeah and, and and we they might not ever find the perfect guy for him you know I, I've asked people who've come on my show you know what uh, including Rob Trent you know what would be the right winger for uh, winger for him or wingers for him? And I don't know if that's ever going to be solved. I will say that if they could do that this season, there's something to be said for just getting that big score. And if it doesn't work with him, that's okay. You still got the guy, and he'll be good with the other two centers you have. with I mean, they're, they're strong down the middle. But you'd like to see them make that one attempt. Because I don't want it to be a narrative for Matt's career or even for the, this incoming player's career that they gotta make this work. Well, again, going back to the original theme here. That's not always how it works. If it, if things worked so splendidly, the Vegas Golden Knights wouldn't have lost a game since they since right. they made their trade, <laughs> right? The the Ducks would have won the Stanley Cup. Everybody was handing him the Stanley Cup the year that Solani and Korea, right? For. right. Everybody else was playing for second place. Yeah, No. Right. They didn't even come in second place. So yeah. um, he is he's just a fantastic player, charismatic guy, sells tickets. Um, And I'm excited about the future for him. I don't get caught up. I don't get caught up in his points, dare I say it, any more than I don't get caught up in the fact that some guys are really kicking ass over the last month. You know, what's going to matter is October, November, and December of 2022. Absolutely. No, 100%. I, I agree
1: with that. Chris? I know we're about twenty minutes here from from puck drop. If you, if yeah. You're yeah, more than
3: welcome to stick around as we continue to roll Absolutely. through the show. I, I, I need to, to be here if you're doing hero of the week. Oh, yes. we're doing hero. We're doing right? hero I, and, and of the all week. the other sponsored elements. I need. Yeah. I got my barn. He, there. <laughs> all right, yeah.
1: Chris got the memo, which I like. Sean's the only one who didn't get the memo. Apparently, here uh, he doesn't what? have a barn rocker. I doesn't s- have a sponsor T-shirt on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's. I'm just gonna let you guys. It's know. like you hate the people you that pay our bills. I'm gonna get out of here. I mean, come on, Sean. I mean, you Thank know, you we remember gotta represent when Rob tactics. Lowe
3: wore the NFL? Hat yes, that that's he, right. He's wearing his <laughs> NHL <laughs> T-shirt. That's, that's right. That's Sean, right. do you
1: understand that reference or no? Sean's so, very no. inept when it comes to other sports. <laughs> inept is probably in the right word. And he doesn't get any of them. Yet, <laughs>
3: It's uh knock your bus for me. Well, Rob Lowe well? yeah wore a NFL cap. There's a party. Obviously he was, was sitting in NFL seats and everyone's like, Ooh, oh, Rob Lowe, oh, he's oh, just a joint oh, NFL oh, fan. <laughs> <laughs> like it is
1: Lame, he's, he's, he's the guy that shows up in Roots for the Refs. Yes. Okay. He's the guy that shows up in Roots for the Refs. Okay.
0: Kind of All right. Well, you know. I'm, uh, I'm, you know where am I? I like hockey. What can I tell Here's you? the sound
3: effects. Let's go, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. You ready to go, go for what's on tap, buddy? Yes, let's do it. Let's do so it. Live from RJ Dan. We don't even need the backdrop this time. And now.
0: It's time for What's oh, on Tap, make. brought to you by R.J. Daniels, yes. American <laughs> Bar and Grill. I was That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's So time, busy making fun It's of time here. for What's on Tap, brought to you by the great R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill, right here in Rockville Center. So, Christian, when you're ready, what do we got on tap for the New York yes, Islanders? well, the
1: New York Islanders are going <laughs> to play hockey. what <laughs>
3: Problem we have
1: right now is the schedule is not loading on my computer. Oh, oh no. here we There you go. There buddy. we go. So as I was <laughs> "I'm from RJ Daniels." No, that's what I get for making fun of you for like five minutes yeah, and, yeah. and really putting yeah. my foot in my mouth. That's what they call karma. By the way, a show brought to you by RJ Daniels, where we're at <laughs> right now. But the I- answers. <laughs> They have the New York Rangers, of course, tonight in about 20 minutes, and they have a showdown with the New Jersey Devils also. hit the road. Out of the play. Well, I mean, is it really on the road? Well, New if Jersey- you look, look in- ahead, you'll see. <laughs> yes, a trip to Newark, then followed by a trip to Dallas. Nice uh, to Newark. It's a place the- to face the Dallas Stars. And then a busy weekend. We were talking about this last week, Sean. How the Islanders basically have a back-to-back every week for the rest of the season here. Right. Uh, at some point during the week, and that comes.
0: I think that's their last two-day break. That Wednesday, Thursday there. I think yeah. that might be the last Tuesday. No, no, I'm wrong. <laughs> There's another one right there. A... But even still, they're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time.
1: And they have Carolina down in uh, in Raleigh, and then followed by St. Louis on Saturday night. So Friday in Raleigh, and a Saturday night in St. Louis. That's actually, not a bad way to spend your weekend. Sure. Sure. So, it's so very tonight...
0: nice cities. I've heard good things. Tonight kicks off a five-game road trip of sorts. If you consider Madison Square Garden and, and the Prudential Center, the road—just yeah, a road just road up the road—a piece. Well, they're not—they're not, they're not uh, UBS Arena. So. Well, let me ask you guys this: If they somehow pull off a five-and-zero road trip here,
3: yes. I mean, you—you you bring the hope back in? No. You bring the hope back <laughs> in? If they go five and zero, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we'd want to know what Washington did. <laughs> I, I mean, That's the fair, only thing you want awesome, to do right now, and and they would probably deny it. But there's a there's a Barry Trotz Washington. There's some fun stuff here, right? Like they 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 have stunk since they got rid of. They had to get Peter in to try to fix things. Peter right. Laviolette, and he has looked good since. But maybe not this year. But there's only two teams standing realistically, Washington. Right. And the Islanders, and I get it, the Islanders need a whole bunch of things to happen. But you just, here's the thing, don't get caught up in trying to make up those 15 points. Get caught up in, can they get to a point just where, when they play those games against the Capitals? Mm, they might be. After warm-ups, those guys have got to go to the bathroom a little bit. Like, they're nervous. Right. Washington's thinking. That's all you, wanna sure. you want to do. Sure. You want them at 645. To have to go to the bathroom at the one because they're thinking, Oh, the Islanders are seven back. I'm making this right, right, with four games to go again, making this up. I don't know, sure, how to sure, up. sure. But that is not actually. A, do I think they're going to catch them? No, right. Do I think that that could happen? And that would be, fine. Yes. That would be fun, yes, make it interesting, and I think that's. That's I don't I get it. News they can't do a chart that says what can the Alders do to get it to the point where Washington's nervous right. or the NHL. But that's that's what you want to look at. So they're not gonna win all five. But they could win three or four and cut into Washington a little bit. Because Washington I'm not sure about them. They they might put put their way into the they've had a long break now between games. Right. Let's see how they come back. Yeah. Now yeah. just to go down this rabbit hole, I did pull <laughs> up the
1: Washington Capitals schedule and we'll look at the next week ahead they will play since with this uh, what's on tap, oh, sure. the Capitals they play the Minnesota Wild which is one of the top teams in the Western Conference, followed by the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday and then they finish up next week with a game against the Boston Bruins. All tough games, I will say yeah. that. Certainly, certainly you can see them I mean that's a tough schedule. I, I mean, if we're really playing into this narrative, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with sure, it. I guess why not? you know. Why not? I could we see not. them losing to Tampa. I could see them losing against Minnesota and maybe Boston. I think they beat Pittsburgh. I
3: mean, win your own game, Try to hear yeah. the Islanders, right? They take the little steps just to keep it alive and, and have that mean something. So Washington, they, they do have it tough. Uh, it, the problem is eventually you're just going to run out of games <laughs> that, it's yeah. no longer we're so and so many points out it's right. like oh oh sh- there's only seven games left in this yeah. season you know what I mean like that's that's when you're going to get to that point. We're get to the point where that game means something. Those
1: Listen, games. they they also played the Toronto Maple Leafs next uh, the following year to that, so I'm sure you know. Matty March just calls up his good buddy Johnny T. and he's like, "Listen, we need you guys. We need you guys on your A game that, that hey, night." Hey, they show they got their own down. standing
0: to worry about Toronto. I mean, they're they're jostling with Boston. They're jostling with. The I Tampa, look forward so. to the uh,
1: John Tavares standing Cup.
0: It Probably. would be nice though, Chris. You're right. I mean, you got those two games right at the end of the year, and I yeah. think. Uh, I think the Islanders close out against the Lightning right after that. Yes. But you have a home yeah. and home there with the Cap. It would be nice to you know to make it interesting. But let's see. Let's start it tonight. What would the be even more amazing?
1: Because the Capitals end their season against the Rangers also on a, on a home and home. So huh. they play. They play the Cap. They, the Rangers travel to Washington, to play the Capitals the last day of the season. The Islanders host the Lightning. Imagine again going down this crazy rabbit hole, which yeah. is never going to happen. I want to point this <laughs> out. But imagine it came down to the Islanders needing the Capitals to lose to, to, to lose to the New York Rangers, and the Islanders need to beat the Lightning. Imagine the chaos that would create. It created. would be strange days. It
0: would be strange days. But we're also, let,
3: let, I mean, we should say this about Islanders Country because I worked for that team where when they were out of it like this, there right you, you could shoot cattle in the Coliseum and not hit a thing. Right, I'm not in favor of shooting cattle. But the they, look at this place. We had a table full of people wearing Islander jerseys. We got That's people right. packed in here. Yeah. You're here to watch this game, and they are look like they are all Islander fans. Um, Better be. The, think about you. <laughs> Some U- are Nets fans <laughs> confused yeah, well, by the well, fact uh, that I'm here. Yeah. So, understandably. <laughs> look at UBS for these games recently, the Ottawa game, which was a bit of a, 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 a you know, not a great game. Mm-hmm. But there was energy in that building. Yeah. Right. the seats were generally full. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't think that's just because of the new arena. People care. It's different now. This is, so they are playing for something. This means something. You had this show, pick it, 10, 12, 15, 24 years ago. Nobody's showing up. Right. And they, like, I'd have to ask my family to come <laughs> to just, just to fill a couple of seats. Right. right. Um, credit to the Islanders and really the fan base as much as anybody. Absolutely. So we're just over
0: 10 minutes until puck drop. So why don't we wrap up uh, What's on Tap here? We'll move right into we'll take a break and we'll go to uh, the Hero of the Week. That was What's on Tap brought to you by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. That's right, folks. I want to thank everybody once again for coming out to the great R.J. Daniels here in Rockville Center. How are we doing, R.J. Daniels? All right, all right. That's a, that's better a than marked, last time. marked improvement from the yeah. first time. Marked improvement. By the time the show is over, we're going gonna, gonna to be even better. But Folks, hope you're having a great time out there. We're having a good time up here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it'll be Hero of the
3: Week.
2: Woo! You have a lot of choices when it comes to great beer. And Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They're the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker from Carolina to California if you're following the team on the road. Here at home, the tap room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in New York. And if you use coupon code H-N-I-N-Y at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery.
0: Hey, Islander fans. You already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, party breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. Alright folks, it is time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week is the Blue Liner with chicken, cutlet, bacon, melted American cheese, Russian dressing on a toasted garlic hero. Go to the Huntington Blue Line Deli and Bagels location, get it for half off all week, until next week when we announce a brand new hero. So, without further ado, Christian
1: Arnold, I'm going to start with you. Oh, wow, what? Who is your... You're really unprepared for this. Oh, do you want me to go first, buddy? You want me to no, no. I, I'm being facetious. I know who my hero of the week is, All as long right. as you put the right picture in this week. I think I did. I think I took care of business. This <laughs> I time. don't know. I'm, I not think very, we're good. I'm not fully confident, but my hero of the week out. is uh, Mr. Matthew Barzal for his. There he is. Oh thank God! Uh, dominating <laughs> performance against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think he had, like I said before, I think he had somewhere around five points this week between a goal last night, sure, and uh, three assists. I think four assists over the last couple games as well. He's been on fire, and, and certainly. I know, uh, I know Andrew Gross in Newsday wrote there's been some mixed reviews of the Islanders uh, Barzal Wallstrom Parisi line, but I, uh, I give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for Christian it Arnold. Up. You know. Okay,
0: there you have it. Christian Arnold's Hero of the Week is none other than Matt Barzal. I'll go with mine now.
1: And did I'm you put the right to...
0: picture in for that. I did. I did. I, I think I'm going to be two for two here. Oh, thank and God. I'm giving it to a guy this who doesn't happen often. kind of had a rough season. He had some injuries, he dealt with COVID a little bit. But he's taking over the reins with Ilya Sorokin being out. He gets two wins in a row here against the Columbus Blue Jackets. And he's back between the pipes tonight against the Strangers. Semyon Varlama, oh, my hero nice. of the week. Yeah, good nine, choice. Good 9.33 save percentage Tuesday against the Jackets, 9.38 Thursday last night.
3: So we had a good little two days against the Jackets. So there you have it. Chris, would you like to chime in with a hero? As always, I did last time. This is an easy one. Stan Fischler, happy birthday. Very 90th nice. birthday. Very I'm nice. not only just an excellent reporter and, and a, a, a great Islander and hockey guy uh, for New York but uh, somebody who's helped the careers of a lot of people at a birthday party that was had for him recently. There was a current commissioner of a major sports league uh, at that meeting, were at that dinner. There were a lot of writers, a lot of broadcasters. Um, he is, he's a good person who's left an impact. And as long as I've known him, he always rode his bike around New York, and you could see it, the man is still fit. Um, God bless him Stan Fischler uh, Incredible guy And happy birthday Stan You are my Hero of the week Well done nice. Well uh, done That's Stan, a great choice Absolutely I think there
1: was a, uh, I think there was a <laughs> <laughs> NHL owner at that party As well from what I saw There was a lot of
3: Dignitaries at that Stan it's Fisher an, bash It's incredible And I know John Ledeck yes. was there and, Yeah And, and uh he, there are people who I didn't even realize that have come out of the woodwork who said, "Oh no, I interned for Stan for three months in <laughs> 1967 or something like that." It just uh, and I never did, but he's somebody who kind of just uh, became a friend of mine to me as I he was a Flyers intern. Uh, all the way back when Stan was 55 or 60, and he's been good to me ever since. And uh, love him to death. Happy birthday.
1: I think there is, I think it, it, it's sort of like three degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's like three <laughs> degrees of Stan Fishler. When you look at the hockey reporting sphere in New York especially, or even sports sports sphere, you can trace someone's someone interned for Stan Fishler or knew someone that interned for Stan Fischler
3: at one it's, point in their career. Last quick one on that. He's not in the Hall of Fame. He's not received the media award and i get that sometimes that they don't want to go so heavy in the big markets and a lot of people in the new york area have won stan he he deserves to be in there there's really no argument Absolutely. against it i know there are some arguments against it i'm here to tell you there's no freaking <laughs> argument. the man is Never a living legend
0: the maven happy 90th
1: birthday may he have 90 more yeah, yeah. <laughs> I- I mean, that's the way Stan's going. He might. He might. He, he, might. he will, looked great. Probably a hundred Saw him up in
0: the screen last night at the yeah. game. He looked fantastic.
1: But, yes, excellent
0: choice there, Chris. Stan Fischler. Semi Varlamov. Matt Barzell, your Heroes of the Week. Remember, go to the Huntington location for Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Get half off the Blue Liner all week, courtesy of the great Blue Line Deli and Bagels. So we're obviously coming up against Puck Drop here. So, Christian, why don't we try to sneak in a question or two yeah, for hey, questions brewing before we uh, roll out of here. Do it to it. It's time for a questions brewing, <laughs> I brought the to guy you by Oyster Bay Brewing, gotta make really. a Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. That's right, folks. Love Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Questions. Brewing? Hate the guy that showing up. (laughs) Get over it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Saw some some showing up in the chat there on Twitch. Thanks a lot for tuning in there live. So, Christian, what
1: do you got for us? Give us some questions. All right. T-Boyle 13, question Brewing. With the Islanders having a lot of cap space, do you see them going after a superstar this summer? Uh, To to paraphrase Matty Boys, who's at the top of our list? Superstar would be nice. But A you gotta <laughs> fit him under the cap. So you might be make to Are they going after Alex
0: I'm sure Lou is gonna aim towards the top where whoever might be at the top of that list. But you know the, the next question is whether or not A he can land them, B the guy who wants to come and, and see if the if the salary works. But I, I think Lou's gonna try to get that winger we were talking about from Matt Barzell if it's if it's possible. You have anything to add there, Chris?
3: I think they're gonna get Jeff Chicker this offseason. Like that. Uh, I wanna no, like use it. he is not a superstar. Uh, that the question said superstar. Yeah, it's there's at like superstar. three superstars in the NHL. <laughs> there, there's like three on the Nets that you cover. Yeah. Or two. there's like three in the NHL. So, so we should we'll, def- we should define. Yeah. That, right? So I think
1: when we say hockey superstar, I think it's a much it's a much
3: narrower scope. Oh, yeah. than we're talking first about a superstar. Liner, big time sport. difference makers, yeah. somewhat perennial all star. I think they're going to trade for Jigger, and I think some of the work has been done in there. I believe that's a. Uh, a, a good possibility. I understand there's a lot of interest in him, and I get it. Uh, and then I believe that that other player, we don't know who he is right yeah. now. Yeah. Just like Tarasenko became seemingly became available. I think we don't know. There's going to be some team that's going to lose in the first round and be pissed and yeah. break it all up. And somebody's going to become available. So I know you get these kind of questions a lot, and I do. Well, what would you do, Bobby? <laughs> you got all that? No, no. It actually <laughs> isn't my job. It's Mr. Lamarillo's it's job to yeah. do this. That's true. But I'm going to say that the, you know if they're going to have two impact players come in, I think there's a good chance one of them is Jacob Chickering. Sorry, not Jeff. Jeff played for the Flyers and Hershey when I was an intern there, so I'm constantly calling him Jeff. Jacob, we weren't going to correct you Jacob, you now. Jacob Chicken. No, I've done it on my own thing too, and I don't even have him fix it and edit. Uh, and then that other player, if that happens, is going to be a player who we don't actually don't know his identity right now. Interesting. I I, I agree. I think there is a
1: player. Uh, listen, I think I I know I railed last week about how you know my concern is is what the Islanders are going to do in the off season and. Was the Clutterbuck signing a, 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 a fore, foreshadow of kind of just standing pat and going, well, yeah. it was COVID and, and we'll yeah, give it another shot. I My hope is they will. My hope is that you guys are right and they're going to go out and they're making a big splash. But again, I just, I'm I coming at it with a more cautious... Couldn't go a whole the, show without you being positive through and through.
0: Yeah, I mean, I got to be true to who I am. It
3: can only. <laughs> last thing, it's also possible. Last thing on that, side is that it's also possible that it's like one in the offseason and one before the trade deadline. If they if they look like what Lou and Barry right. think they have, which is a playoff team, maybe not the top contender team, they make that move. then. So.
1: Sneaking one more quick question, Baron there we here. Go. Mike four six five two co always reliable, as well as T Boy with some great questions. Uh, since it looks like, uh, uh, I, sorry, I, I don't read these as quick as I should. Uh, <laughs> since it looks like the Islanders will not be winning the big show this year, who are you guys looking to see win it all? Interesting question. I, I, I actually like that.
0: I don't know if I'm throwing my support behind anybody specifically. I think um, we were asked who we thought we were going to win the cup a couple of weeks right, but ago. Who you, do we want to win it? Who, who do we, do we want to Oh, see obviously, win obviously it. the Maple Leafs. <laughs> no, joking. <laughs> Definitely not the Leafs. Definitely not the Strangers.
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like I, there's two ways I can go. You know what? I'm going to
0: go with the team I picked to win it and, and the Panthers. Let's I, get them. I love that answer. Let's get a cup I down south.
1: Let's do it.
3: All right. Chris, what do you think? I'd like to see Tampa not win it. <laughs> I, I, we'll would have there wa- too. I would okay. have liked the Islanders to have the chance to end their streak because there's going to come a point where people aren't going to like the idea of maybe Tampa winning three, three in are. a row and then maybe four in a row. And then I'm going to go with Colorado, which I understand might be chalk, but they are fun to watch. They've built it the right way. They've done it against some odds in some cases. Uh, and uh, they're just a lot of fun to watch I know goaltending uh, is a question but I mean that's a team I'd like to see you know. I'm on, really Christian. conflicted by saying what
1: I, what I really want to say and what, I, what uh, I think I should say how about both I would love to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win the cup I want to see John Tavares win a Stanley Cup.
3: This is Chris
0: really Nolan's do. final show with Hockey Night in York I really When do. you do,
3: when you do the video clips for social media, can you please make sure you post <laughs> that one? I think that's Listen, exactly. Listen, I we're
0: I, do. I have
1: been, long been someone who said that I think I think the circumstances around when he left were a little, uh, or not necessarily fair to everyone involved, and I, I you know he's. Someone that well, I think deserves someone to champion you.
0: That my disdain for Toronto still goes back to that 2002 series. Fair.
1: I, I the, actually uh, really, but the, the the I enjoy. And but if y- you look at the, the team that they have, like they're a fun team to watch. Like
2: oh, Austin Matthews. Yes.
1: Also, for the, from the perspective of the league needs to grow, Austin Matthews winning a Stanley Cup needs to happen. If not this year, next year, because let him win when he goes. They the need Coyotes. to really take advantage of the fact that ESPN is all in on hockey right now because that would be
3: huge for the league and, and growing the brand of the sport. Austin could win it for another team in the United States, for example. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I, guess, I actually, I admit, I like watching Toronto. They're oh, fun to watch, that. partly because they're exciting. They're also a freaking mess. I, I, I don't think <laughs> they're fair. going to win. Uh, somebody pretty good danced around Giordano like he was just standing yeah. there last night. It just was another sign to me that it's probably not them. They might have to break that up, and that'll be interesting, too. Uh, but I get it, and I respect the hell out of you that you're in know, a restaurant on Long Island. <laughs> you said that, that you wanted to try to... I mean, like to he's not coming down from the stage for the rest of, of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see Tony here in November. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: going to be my personal bodyguard. It's
0: a very good likelihood of that. But we're just getting up against Puck Drop here, so we got to get going. But I uh, want to thank... Everybody for coming down to R.J. Daniels here in Rockford Center. Let's go Isles playing the Rangers tonight. Huge thanks to Chris Botta of Hockey Press Pass for joining us. Great stuff from him, yes. as always. Hey. He And of course, a huge thanks to our sponsors, R.J. Daniels, American Bar & Grill, Blue Line Deli & Bagels, Thai Technology, and the great Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Also, folks, told you about at the top of the show, we got a 50-50 raffle going on, going towards Companions in Courage. We also have an autographed Pat LaFontaine jersey courtesy of Companions in Courage. So if you buy those raffle tickets, you're in the mix for the 50-50, you're in the mix for the jersey, you're in the mix for R.J. Daniels gift cards, Blue Line Deli & Bagels gift cards. We have another $100 gift card, we're gonna drive for five hoodie here. Lots of stuff getting involved. We got the tickets going around. And hey, let's go, Isles. Let's hear it. All right. My name is Sean Cuthbert for Christian Arnold. We've been hockey night in New York. Have a great night.
1: Bye.